1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. We have hit mid-July. What can you tell us in terms of sales? Well, sales have been pretty brisk for the, the month of July, and, you know, everyone's anticipating a slowdown, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to be coming. I mean, compared to last year, Tina, we're going to be down a little bit. Last year for July, uh, I mean, it was phenomenal. It was uh, us coming out of uh, two- or three-month hibernation in real estate, and last year we had almost 2,000 sales in York Region, which was incredible. And that drove the number for the year-to-date last year at the end of July to 8,400. And that was good because of the two-and-a-half months that were very quiet. This month, you know, halfway through, we're looking at uh, a pace of just about 1,500 sales for the month of July. It's a little bit quieter than last year, but pretty typical when you look back at uh, previous years. So you would compare this July to July of 2019? Yeah, so July of 2019, York Region had 1,577 sales, so pretty much right on target with that. I mean, if we're comparing everything to 2016 because of the type of year we've had, in 2016 for the month of July, we had 1,871 sales. So we're a little bit off that pace, but we've had a great start to the year. The first six months were on fire. Let's look at year-to-date numbers at the end of July in 2016. We had about 13,700 sales year-to-date for the first seven months of 2016. Right now, Tina, we're going to be sitting at uh, almost 14,300 if July pans out the way that uh, I'm predicting with 1,500 sales. Mm -hmm. We will be over 14,000 sales for 2021 year-to-date, and that's ahead of the 2016 pace, which was the busiest year ever. Now, what about in terms of inventory? What's it looking like out there? We're, uh, we're, we're not too bad. We're at the levels that we were in 2016. And, and by not too bad, I mean to qualify that, we're at the same pace as 2016, but overall, we have nothing to sell. So think about that. If we have just over 2,000 homes to sell and we're on pace to sell about 1,500, if nothing comes on the market, we're only going to have 500 homes to sell next month. So in that, you know, in that case, it is a red flag that uh, multiple offers, bidding wars will continue because we just don't have the inventory to support it. Last year at this time, almost 3,600 homes on the market. Mm-hmm. So we are about 1,300 homes short in terms of listings from even last year. And if you compare it to 2019, at this time, Tina, we had almost 5,000 homes for sale. So, you know, it's a, it's a dire need of inventory in order to get people into homes. Is there a type of property that is more in demand? 
it's still the detached homes. Uh, detached homes are flying right now. That's what people want. Again, it's the demand for space, uh, the size of the lot, and that's where people are flocking to. But semis and townhouses have been picking up as well now as people scramble just to get into home ownership. And so what's your advice then to those maybe thinking about selling or thinking about buying right now? If you're thinking about selling, this is a great time to get on the market. You don't have a lot of competition. Usually, subdivisions have five, six, ten different models of homes, so you're always going to be competing with a similar property. However, right now, chances are slim that you would have competition. So it's best to get your home on the market right now. Make sure it presents absolutely phenomenal, and you will get the traffic to generate a bidding war and sell in multiple offers, but you have to be priced right. Mm -hmm. The time to price it really low or the time to try and squeeze buyers and, and try to get more money out of them, that's gone. That was an early spring market. You have to be priced right on at this moment, and you'll do very well. For buyers, you got to get out into the market and start shopping around. As the market continues and we don't have inventory and sales are brisk, you're going to start to get priced out because prices will continue to climb. So this is your opportunity to get in there. I know inventory is low, but if you're out there looking, trying to scoop up properties as they come up, and don't be afraid to submit bully offers. I mean, sometimes that's uh, the best way. You end up paying a little bit more off the top, but it, you could be saving in terms of a bidding war later on. And what's a bully offer? A bully offer is uh, when a home has an offer date set and you want to go in and try to scoop this property beforehand. You have to have a clean offer and you have to come in with a price that blows the owner's socks off. And sometimes that's the best way to do it. Now, you also mentioned to make sure that your home presents well. How do you do that? You have to make sure that you've decluttered, you're showcasing the different spaces that you have there. Right now, you know, home offices, entertainment areas, they're a big thing, backyard space. You have to make sure that you're presenting your home in a manner of what people are looking for when they're out there. So although a certain type of setup may work for you and your family, it may not be what the general public wants. So you want to be able to cater to everyone's needs and, and make sure that you are you know, positioning your home to sell. After the break, a place to call home. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan, from REMAX Prime Properties, with today's guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Brian Keshin, the CEO of RENA. Brian, welcome to On the Market. Thank you. I'm excited to be part of the show. Now, Brian, before we get into the recent housing announcement by the federal government, tell us a little bit about RENA. RENA was established... 1973 to support people with intellectual and developmental disabilities to make sure they had a place in the community, um, in the, our neighborhoods, and with close to family. So can you tell us, Brian, a little bit specifically about some of the programs and supports that RENA provides? 
So today, RENA provides nearly 1,000 people with day programs, residential supports, and ranging from age from 15 till 84. Uh, we do palliative care supports for people who are in their later stage of life, right through to day-to-day supports in areas of employment, uh, life skills training, independent living. Um, we support people in everything from apartments, uh, where our staff come in for seven hours a week, the 24-7 care and intensive behavioral supports for people, uh, as an example, on the autism spectrum. Some of the people we support have physical disabilities, some have intellectual disabilities, uh, so to, and some have mental health concerns, and some have all three. Um, so very complex and diverse population uh, in the greater Toronto area. And, Brian, there was a big announcement by the federal government lately about the Lou Fruitman Arena residence in Vaughan. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we, we began development uh, concept about six years ago to build a six-story housing project and made application to Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, part of their um, co, co-housing, uh, co-development fund, and we received $4 million in grants and $12 million in loans. Um, the model we use is one-third of the funding we look for governmental support. One-third is raised from the community and the neighborhood. And the majority of the funds, usually over a third, is carried by the residents in their tenant agreements as uh, rent. Um, and our target number for rent is an ODSP rent. Uh, of just under $500 uh, a bedroom. And where is the six-story housing project located, and when do residents start moving in? So the, the building is located at Clark, just west of Bathurst Street, opposite the promenade. Um, and uh, people start moving in uh, the first week of August. So we're very excited. Uh, there's 138 uh, residents or tenants, uh, 79 units. And we have everything from four-bedroom respite, so this is really weekend and days away from family, right through to um, bachelor units and one-bedrooms. But we also have 20 specialized units for people with significant physical support needs, um, with Hoyer lifts, ceiling tracks, power door openers, roll-under counters, and a range of services uh, that go with all that. And how does one apply to become a part of this residence or to, to uh, you know, make this their place to call home? Is it a referral basis? Do you have to be, uh, you know, requisitioned? How do, you, how do you get in on one of these residences? That's a, that's a great question. So uh, there are multiple avenues in the, the primary one is a referral basis. So either you're connected to an organization like March of Dimes or to RENA or to a Ministry of Health or Ministry of Children and Community Social Services where you're on the priority list and then get referred to this location as a possible home. The other way that it can happen is if people directly apply to us. Um, our, uh, you can email info at rena.org. And um, these are individuals who meet the criteria of the building. We have a website that guides people through it. Right now we have a waiting list uh, for this building and our future building. So um, 
you know, worth getting getting informed about, but there really is not much room at this point uh, because uh, the demand is huge, the need is huge out there for supportive housing with the kinds of combined elements that we have of affordability, accessibility, and supports. So, Brian, with such a waiting list, is this the only arena property in Ontario? No, uh, we have 40, 40 housing uh, units, but this is our second multi-unit housing project of this type. So we built a 60-unit housing project, uh, complete in 2012. This is our second project, and we have a third project planned for um, the Marley-Eglinton area. Um, the challenge is there's lots of people wanting to create something similar, but the combination is um, very difficult to both finance and uh, build up a model that can work. So we're, we're, we run a consortium of organizations who are looking to develop similar things. It's called the Community, um, community, consor- uh, community Consortium uh, that supports other organizations and learning from us. We can't do it alone, and we don't want to do it alone. It really should be build- builders, developers, community organizations, doing this across Ontario, but we've been working with organizations from Ottawa all the way to Bracebridge on models of how to implement similar housing projects. And with a lot of these homes, Brian, there's been a lot of talk about compliance, and uh, you know, tell us a little bit about how RENA stays in compliance with the legislative and, and policies that are directed by the uh, service agencies and the government. Uh, so there's lots of layers of compliance. So each unit is a home unto itself. So depending on the service delivery agency, let's say they're a seniors unit, be, their compliance and guidelines would come from Ministry of Health or long-term care um, or seniors. Uh, if they're a developmental services uh, unit, then their guidelines and directives would come from the Ministry of Community Social Services. But most people are just guided by the regular tenancy acts um, that all of us are. Uh, if the support services and the compliance with those support services are driven by the funder and the ministry those are coming from. The municipal and other structures around fire safety and so on is another challenge unto itself. Um, any housing unit with three or more people needing supports is considered a care occupancy unit, and then your fire standards uh, and protection goes up. So when we build, we build with that in mind. So the fire safety systems uh, in this building are um, equivalent to anything you'd see in a long-term care um, and a or a hospital setting without any of the visual elements that look like long-term care. This is just an apartment building that has all the same fire safety features that you might uh, be looking for in those kinds of buildings. Can you describe a unit for us? What are the kitchens, the washrooms, the common areas? How are they designed for those with complex needs? So the whole building is universally accessible. From entry of the building right through anyone in a wheelchair or needing uh, some sort of physical support can enter and move around. All the units are designed with that in mind, but some units are designed... Uh, with special features. Again, door openers, um, Hoyer lifts, um, roll-in showers. So there's a little more space 
I took a condo developer through the building, and they said, I can't bu- build one-bedroom units this big. Uh, it would just kill me. But um, we, we average about 740 square feet for a one-bedroom, um, again, giving people lots of space. They've, if you have a disability, you need equipment, you need support, you need staff in there, you need space for them to move around and be able to uh, help you. And bathrooms need to be larger to allow for turnaround radius, um, you need to allow roll-in for the shower. So a lot of these units are, again, a little larger than you'd see in the marketplace, um, meeting the needs of the particular clientele and, and residents who are here. And, Brian, the average age uh, or the, uh, the the range in age in your places goes from, say, 20-year-olds all the way up to people in their 80s. How do you diversify with the the activities and the care that all of these people need and, and the differences in that care that they need. I, I think that's one of the beauties. They, they do that for each other. So when you have a diverse community, people, um, and you promote a sense of community, and people care for each other. So 80-year-olds taking care of 20-year-olds, or 20-year-olds taking care of 80-year-olds alongside their staff. So it becomes a community of care uh, amongst the residents and tenants that we try to promote. We have 24-7 available staff. We have resources. We have programming. But it's driven by the residents. They're the most important, both in the way the building runs and in the sort of culture of the community. And and we just are there to help promote and enable them to help each other. Um, So we're the added bonus. But uh, the big thing we provide is that uh, high-quality space that you can be proud of, a place where people, no matter what their abilities, can say, this is my home. I belong here. I belong in the community. I'm part of the community. Um, and so having that chance when you've never had a place of your own and you're in your 30s or 40s is tremendous. Just a great initiative by Rena. If people want to find out more about Rena or how to apply for residence, where can they do that? So uh, www.rena.org or info at rena.org. Brian, thanks so much for your time and for informing us of uh, everything that Rena has to offer. Well, thank you. When we come back, your questions and the hot listing. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for listener questions. And the first one comes from Jim in Thornhill. He owns a large luxury home and wants to know if there is interest in this type of property. As well, the home has not been updated. Will that affect his selling price? Asif, what do you think? Great questions. And yes, there is a lot of interest in large luxury properties in and around the region. And the main reason is people are moving in with their parents or they're cohabitating. So what's happening right now is with these larger homes, they cater to multifamilies. Or even if uh, you know someone has a nanny, people want space nowadays. And this started about 18 months ago and has continued. Mm-hmm. And so there is a lot of demand for a larger luxury style home. 
and updating is not that much of a concern right now because there are few and far of these properties. And uh, what you want is you want to be able to showcase the space and a lot of people will go in and update to their taste. It will affect your price a little bit because people will obviously compare it to houses that are move-in ready and have been updated and have upgrades. So that, in that manner, it will affect the price that you end up getting. However, there is so much demand and desire for these properties out there that you should do very well. And do you think that demand is going to continue? I mean, we're hearing that businesses will want their staff back in the office in person come the fall or maybe into the winter. So, you know, do they really need all of that space? But you're saying there still is that demand? There is, and and people have been investing into their residence, their place to call home, much more so than in previous years because we have learned to live, we've become minimalists during this whole COVID break. And by that, I mean, you know, people aren't, they aren't feeding off those luxuries that they used to flock to before. So now home is what's important to them. They're not going out and spending on cars. They're not going out on vacations. They're not going out for dinners all the time. So people want to invest in their home. And this is why people are you know, going into larger homes, homes with larger yards, they're fixing them up, mm-hmm. they're, they're making it their space, and, uh, and that's going to continue. All right. Our next question comes from Laura in Markham. She wants to purchase a downtown condo, but doesn't think she can make the transition to a tiny unit. Are larger units even an option downtown? And what is the starting price for a larger condo? Wow, great questions, and and these are tough ones. So as far as price point, it really depends on where you want to be downtown, the type of building that you want to be in, the amenities that that building offers you, and location. So first, if you have a larger unit, you're probably looking at an older building. And for those older buildings, the price points are a little more reasonable than some of the newer buildings. Now, some of the newer buildings, if you want to break it down price per square foot, they're charging about $1,600 to $1,800 per square foot. If you're going with the larger units, you might do a little bit better. It might be $1,250 to $1,450 a square foot. However, in the older buildings, you're going to save a little bit of money because you may only be paying $1,000 or $1,100 a square foot for these larger units. Keep in mind that the maintenance fees in the older buildings will be a lot more. So you could very well, for a large unit, be paying $1,400 to $1,700 in maintenance fees, depending on the size of the unit, of course, and the amenities in the condo. So uh, again, we could drill down for you. Once we know what your needs and your wants are, we can actually provide you with a comparison for some of the older buildings versus the newer buildings, depending on the areas that you want to be in. Now, when you refer to amenities in the building, what exactly does that mean? 24-hour security, uh, underground parking, swimming pool, tennis courts. You know, there's some uh, of these newer buildings that have bowling alleys, they have movie theaters. So there's a, there's a lot. Uh, it's a wide range of amenities, and uh, you want to be, you know, lining yourself up with what you actually really, really want in terms of amenities. Everyone wants a fitness center, a party room. But when you start adding in pools and bowling alleys, that's when you're 
your maintenance fees start to climb. Now, if Laura is looking for a larger condo downtown, is parking automatically part of the condo or is it a separate, you know, transaction altogether? With the larger condos, if you're looking at resale, most people have purchased a parking spot. But, uh, you know, if you're purchasing a brand new condo, you have to make sure that parking is available and, uh, you know, you may want one spot or two spots. It's very rare to find two spots. If you can find a, a, con, a larger condo with two parking spots, you've got to jump on it right away because parking is at a premium downtown. All right. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But, Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? Tina, they can always reach me at 416 416- 985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Time now for the On the Market Hot Listing. What have you got for us this week? Well, we're going back to the luxury home, the larger luxury home. Mm. There's been a huge demand for leases recently, Tina, and they're not lasting too long. We have, in, in the region, we have a large luxury home for lease in Newmarket and a gorgeous little pocket in Newmarket. And uh, it's being offered for $4,000 a month. This home was made for the owner to move into. So the upgrades are phenomenal. Everything has been updated, upgraded from the builder. And uh, nine-foot ceilings, even on the second floor, 10-foot ceilings on the main floor. It's just minutes to the 404. All the amenities are right around the corner. Uh, Shopping, sports facilities, minutes to TNT Supermarket, Uh, This home has no sidewalk and newly fenced yard, black stainless appliances, you know, French door fridge, electric stove, washer dryer. You've got it all, and it's all for $4,000 a month. Now, we don't usually hear about this type of listening very often. So who is the client for a large luxury home for lease? We get a lot of people that are moving here for work, and they just want, uh, you know, a place that... They can have for two or three years. You've got families that are moving in together. And right now, what we're seeing is there's a lot of people that have sold their properties and are having trouble finding the home of their dreams. So what they want to do is just hang their hat for a year or so while that home comes up, and that's who's moving into these leases for homes or condos because while they're looking and searching for the home that they want to call you know, their place for the rest of their life. They want to be able to live somewhere in the meantime uh, because you don't want to settle. You don't want to just go into a home just because it's available. Uh, So we're we're having a lot of people that have done that. They've sold their homes and uh, now they're just waiting for the right one to pop up. All right. That sounds like a plan. Highlights of this property one more time. Again, great property. The lot is a 61 foot wide lot by 92 deep. It has four bedrooms, four bathrooms, six parking spaces. It's uh, only a couple of years old. It is updated to the nines, 10 foot ceilings on the main floor, nine foot ceilings on the second floor. It is absolutely gorgeous. Every bedroom has access to an ensuite and uh, it's move-in ready. 
All right. Well, that's our show for this week. If you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.